0: Well, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Can we just take a moment and talk about how amazing you guys are? Thank you so much for your love and your support. And man, I just can't tell you how amazing it is. So many of you are listening to the podcast. There are 12 different nations now listening and uh, from all over the world, and so it's so exciting to me that you may be listening to this in a whole different country. And I'm not just talking about another state in the U.S. Come on, we're from Texas. Texas is a little proud of our state, but it's just incredible to me. And so, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much uh, for supporting and being a part. And hey, before I jump into this content, I want to tell you that I have a new shirt out in my store and it says she leads and I believe that this is so much more than a shirt. It's a declaration that I pray for every single woman that she will rise to the place that God is taking her. And I just I love the meaning of the shirt. I love the fit of the shirt and I just love the declaration that it is. And so if you haven't gotten yours we have very limited sizes left um, over on my website and that's on crystalsparks.org. I'll also have have a link down in the show notes. And uh, I would just so appreciate if you went over, grabbed one, maybe you grabbed one for yourself and a friend. And so, hey, today we are talking about the the five things, rather, five things that I think fear avoids. The five things that fear avoids. I've found this in my life that more people don't accomplish what is in their heart because of fear, than because of failure. More people never even try, they never even attempt it. And I will say, um, for me, years ago, I was reading a book, and in that book it talked about how they conducted an interview with people who were um, in nursing homes, and they were in their final months of life, they were on hospice, and they're interviewing them and asking them, what is your biggest regret in life? And every single one of them said, I wish I would have taken more risks. You know, what stood out to me in that is not one of them talked about their failures. They didn't talk about, oh, I wish I would have, you know, played it more safe or I wish I would have fill in the blank. They were saying, I wish I would have taken more risks. And I think about this, that so many of us have big things in our heart. And there's things that we want to do and we want to accomplish. But fear is robbing all of it. And we are sitting there saying that it's the enemy stealing our dreams. It's our employers stealing our dreams. It's the people in our life that are stealing our dreams. But the truth is... Uh, For a lot of us, it's fear. It's fear to hit posts on the Instagram story. It's fear to start the podcast. It's fear to step out and do the business. It's fear to put your product online. And the craziest part is that I think in our life we're waiting for this moment where fear won't exist, but I've found for me that fear is a feeling and bravery is an action. It's what you do with fear. And fear never goes away. There's never a moment when I step out and do something that I'm 100% sure and everything's going to turn out great. No, every single time there's fear there. And so I want to talk to you about the five things that I believe in my life that fear avoids. The first one is action. Fear avoids action. It will find every possible way and explanation for why they cannot take action and in my life I found this that reasons exist in our past and excuses exist today and so it would sound something like this well the reason why I can't act is because when I was a kid this happened to me. And the reasons keep you in that constant victim mentality. And then there's excuses. Well, if I had more time, I would accomplish my dreams. If I had more money, I would accomplish my dreams. I love, love, love the book, Shoe Dog um, by Phil Knight. And it's incredible. And he talks about in the book, to start the business, he got a loan from his dad. He didn't have the money. He didn't have the resources. But he didn't let that stop him. And I will just say that the people who are successful, the Steve Jobs, the people that, are do, that did big things, it wasn't because they got 48 hours in their day and you only got 24. See, excuses buy into this mystical illusion that when you arrive at this place, everything will be better. I cannot tell you how many women are hiding behind their children and they're using excuses like, well, uh, women my kids get older I will no you won't because when your kids get older they'll have busier sports schedules they'll have busier lives well when my kids move out no you won't because then you're gonna have grandkids and it's gonna be a whole new set of situations and I'm saying all this to say this is that excuses are continuously looking in its environment and it's trying to say why there is a scarcity for them and everybody else has an abundance and as long as you're doing this you are being held hostage and you're being held hostage by fear and fears main thing that it wants you to avoid is taking action because action does this it builds up uh, bravery inside of us to take a step again and every time we take a step it gets easier the next time it doesn't mean that fear goes away but every time it gets easier to take another step see I think so many times we spend all of our time thinking about security instead of thinking about opportunity we're so busy trying to play it safe and keep safe that we don't capitalize on the opportunities that are right in front of us. We're so busy calculating the risk that we don't see the potential that's all around us. I remember the first time that I hit publish on one of my online courses I had so many people asking me to do um, coaching online and I honestly I was absolutely terrified I built a website by watching a YouTube video I didn't know how to do it I just watched a YouTube video and I put together a basic website and I hit publish and as quick as I could I posted it on all my my social media hey you guys have been asking for online coaching it's up I'd love for you to check it out you guys I went to bed and when I woke up I had so many people from all over the nation signed up for my online coaching And I say that to say this, when they logged in, there wasn't a single training video yet. There wasn't a single audio recording. You know why? Because I didn't truly believe that anybody would pay me money or actually sign up. I was just trying to move fast. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh my gosh, I took action and the results are there. So now I've got to create content. And I did. And now three years later, I have over 200 people that have gone through my program and God's done amazing things with it. And I often think about the businesses that have been started, the books that have been written, the people that have started um, organizations that are helping people um, all over the world and it's all through my online coaching. And I often think, what would have happened if I didn't take action? And the same is true for you. Everything that you are wanting is on the other side of obedience. It's when you take action right where you are. See, courage is just nothing more than fear in motion. It's just fear in motion. It's choosing to decide no, that you're going to take action no matter what. The second thing that I believe that fear wants to avoid is truth, is truth. You know, one of the scriptures that I absolutely love is they're talking about that for us to be sober and be vigilant for our adversary, the devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking who he may be devour, and that's in 1 Peter 5.8, and I've often wondered why did they write be sober? And then all of a sudden, I realize that when you are full of fear, it has the same effect on you as if you were drunk. You are drunk on these negative emotions. And think about people who are drunk. They don't make good decisions. Their speech is all crazy. They make up really weird stories, right? Right? But the same is true in fear. I can tell you that when I am walking in that overwhelming amount of fear, I start to make up ridiculous stories. Instead of just being like, oh yeah, you know, my kids are just running late, you know, they're just running behind, I'm sure they probably stopped at the gas station with their friends to get some snacks before coming home. Now all of a sudden I'm like, well, what if they got hit by a car and there was an accident? And What if they're in the hospital and your mind starts to go down this big long thing the one thing that fear wants to avoid is the truth. Because the truth unmasks the enemy for the lies that he's telling. And so what will happen is, is we'll just start to get into this place where we are making up all these crazy stories. Our feelings are going wild. And the funny thing about fear is the more you feed it, the bigger it grows. It starts as one small thought, right? But then it gets so big so fast. And so I'll say this to, to say that so often people, when they're talking to me, Well, Crystal, you know, I just don't know that I can step out and do what God's called me to do. Like, what if my business goes viral and and I really don't want to mess with taxes and and I don't know that I want to hire people? And I'm like, we're just talking about you posting an Instagram post, like, and you're already going to this extreme. It's the same as saying, well, I don't want to start working out because I don't want to be a bodybuilder. Like that doesn't even make sense. But what fear does is it contorts and it takes you so far from reality and it tells you you are so ill-equipped. And the truth is I told this person, I'm like, if your business takes off and all of a sudden you've got more revenue than you know what to do with, you'll be able to hire people that will take care of all the taxes and everything else for you. And it was like all of a sudden they realized, oh my gosh, like the thing that I'm buying into, the lie, the truth is I just need to take a step. And so I think for me in my life, when I know the truth, fear can't dominate. And so for me, I try to say, okay, what's reality and what is feelings? What is the reality and what is feelings? And when you begin to separate those two, you'll find that fear has over-exaggerated the truth and has created drama. And I have found that fear likes to create drama around different things for all of us. Some of us have a lot of drama around money. Some of us have a lot of drama around relationships. Some of us have a lot of drama about work. But all those three areas, it shows up and manifests in different ways. But when you see the the link in your life that I tend to create drama around this area, fear tends to dominate in this area, then you're able to be proactive and not trust those feelings when they come on and instead challenge it with the truth. The third thing that fear avoids is community, community, and I believe that it avoids community because you know it's irrational and you feel like if you told people they'll make you feel like you're dumb right? Have you ever said what you're afraid of and the minute it comes out of your mouth, it's like, well, that sounds really stupid. (laughs) That doesn't even make sense, right? But fear wants to keep you isolated and keep you alone. It doesn't want you to open up and talk about it because it knows in you talking about it, then all of a sudden you'll begin to have revelation that it's not truth in your life. I love what Brene Brown says. She says, there is no trust without vulnerability and there is no vulnerability without trust. That is so true. So here's the thing is that we have to be willing to make ourselves vulnerable and and trust and open up. And I love what the Bible says in James. It says, "Confess your sins one to another, that you might be made whole." See, there is no wholeness without confession. And for us, when we get honest about the things that we're fearful of, and we get honest about the things that we've been avoiding, then all of a sudden we begin to be made whole. And that power of the community of community. But here's the thing: is that the enemy's main tactic. Is isolation because everything God does in this earth is through relationship and that is why the enemy attacks it so hard he's gonna attack it so hard to keep you away from people you love most your friends the people closest to you because the enemy knows their strength in numbers and so he's gonna over exaggerate your problem and then he's gonna make you feel like you are the only one who has this situation it makes you feel like you are this weird person to have these fears and to have these things in your life. And even for me in my life, when I finally am bold enough to voice what it is that's been tormenting me through fear, it's amazing how quickly I feel better when I talk about it with somebody else. And for you, no matter where you are, I don't know what kind of fear you're facing. Maybe it is a legitimate thing. Maybe it is a very real fear that you have right now, and it's substantiated by facts. Can I just encourage you that the best thing you can do is lean into the community that God has around you, because I know this, that in my life, those are the people who encourage me and call me up higher. I love in Psalm 34, 18 and 19, it says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. You know, I know in my life that God doesn't promise me a problem-free life, but he does promise me that at the end, he's going to show him strong. And so even for you, when you get around that community that will encourage you when you are at your weakest, it's going to begin to give you the strength to overcome fear. The fourth thing I believe that fear avoids is hope. Hope. Fear is belief in the worst case scenario. I have had people when they are completely given to fear get angry when I tell them that things are going to get better. They get frustrated when I tell them that everything is going to work out. I've had people totally get in an argument with me and justify why it is not going to work out for them. And what's so sad to me in that is they are totally given into fear because fear always avoids hope and hope restores us. I love that the Bible talks about that hope restores our soul and hope simply defined as this is an expectation that something good is going to happen. But I have an acronym for fear that I always associate with it, and it's this, false expectations appearing real. See, fear is belief in the enemy's plan for your life, where hope is belief that God is going to turn around. I believe in this life that God wants us to have a hope that is beyond reason and beyond logic, that all of a sudden we begin to open up our minds to the possibility of what if God turns this around? What if God does save my marriage? What if God does turn this business around? What if God, and when you begin to do that, hope floods in and fear walks out. Hope and fear do not exist in the same room at the same time. And i in my life, when I begin to let my mind meditate on what God can do, when I begin to stop focusing on the problem and I remind myself of all the things that God has done, the way he's shown himself faithful in the past, the way he's proven himself time and time again, then all of a sudden hope comes back into my life and it's an excited anticipation that something good is going to happen. And I want to challenge you. Maybe that's just a simple declaration that you can start. I just kind of go through my day all the time like this. Like I believe that God's got blessings coming all over to the people around us in this world. And he's just looking for somebody who will hope and expect and believe for them. And I want to be the person who's believing for the good and not sending out negative energy, believing for the bad. I want to be the person where my mind is open. My heart is receptive. My spirit is believing and it's built Up on hope. And so I want to challenge you. Maybe you don't have anything that you can really say, well, this is a way that I can hope. The greatest place to start is just to begin to declare, I believe that something good is going to happen to me today. I love Brian's uh, dad used to always say this God's going to bless somebody, it might as well be me. And I remember I used to say that. And every time it would come out of my lips, it would build up hope in my heart. I want you to get to that place too. The fifth thing that Fear avoids is prayer the fifth thing it avoids is prayer, and I believe the reason for that is, is every time we begin to pray, our spirit begins to lift, and we are reminded how big our God is and how small our problems are. The enemy wants; he does not want you to pray. And so I have found when I feel like praying the least is when I need to do it the most. And when I lean in in those moments, then all of a sudden God begins to flood uh, my emotions with his strength and all of a sudden everything begins to turn around i love this scripture in psalm 40 verses 1 through 3 it says i waited patiently for the lord he inclined to me And heard my cry, he drew me up from the pit of destruction, out of the miry bog, and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, and a song of praise to our God. I love this in Psalm thirty-four seventeen. It says, "When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles." You know, I want to tell you that the time you need to pray the most is when you feel it the least. And sometimes the most powerful prayer that you can pray is just, God, help me. God, help me right where I'm at and begin to be open and honest with God about where you're at and what you're struggling with. And I have found that when we begin to pray, then all of a sudden fear begins to leave. Hope begins to take its place and God begins to flood our situation with his power. So, hey, I hope that encouraged you. Um, Those are some things I have been talking to myself about and uh, some things I'm actually going to be teaching at my uh, event that I'm doing tomorrow on Saturday in Greenville, Texas. And I've got a group of people together and we are talking about practicals of overcoming spiritual roadblocks and so many amazing things. I'm so pumped up for it. Um, But maybe you want to be a part of something like that. I have a monthly coaching program um, where you get practical teaching from me that will help equip you to be able to overcome things in your life. Um, It's $50 a month, and you get access to the full library of all the different messages um, whenever you pay. Uh, For the last 18 months, there's so much content on there, and you'll have access to all of that, whether you're running a business, or maybe you're just wanting to become more disciplined uh, spiritually, or maybe you're just wanting practicals on how to start putting things in place implementing and taking action on your goals this is a great course for that i'll have the link down below so hey well like always if you would do me a favor uh share this podcast with a friend maybe send it via text or screenshot it share it on your social media if you do um tag me on instagram at crystal underscore sparks or on facebook um crystal sparks as well so hey thank you so much and let's have a really great week